Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Some of you already turned me off. No, I'm serious. You've already told, uh, Pastor Mark, come on, come on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pay attention to what I just said. If you're not in the Word of God, then you're not going to understand the promises of God. You will not understand the character of God until you'll start doubting God, which is the main role of Satan. Two things, to doubt God and to doubt God's Word. One of the hardest things about exercising faith is that in many ways, the whole thing's out of your control. The results aren't up to you. You're not the one making things happen. It's very much like a child putting their trust in their parent, that the parent will come through on what they've promised. Pastor Mark will be teaching today that the Jewish Christians the book of Hebrews was written to were in much the same situation. They were under intense pressure to return to Judaism from the cult of following Jesus. This book was written to remind them why Jesus fulfilled the promises that the law could not. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 11 as he continues his message, Faith That Pleases God. Where do we learn about the character of God? And where are we introduced to the promises of God? Where? In the Word of God. That's very simple. Consequently, Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing the message. Faith comes by hearing the Word. And the message is heard through the Word of Christ. So here's a key for you. We have people that take this out of context and they just hear things and they, well, that's God. No, no. True faith must always be based on a command or promise from God. That's basically why when we teach, we teach in context. Why will I do First John? Well, we have application all over. You'll see in a moment, we're going to be back in First Kings. Well, an application for it, but it's still in the Word of God. That text will explain this text. So understand, you just can't take a verse out and go, well, God told me that. Here's here's right it is here. Boom, 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 boom. A hundredfold. I'm going to have a hundredfold right now. God says it right there it is. We'll take it in context, look back and see what he's promised. So we have to be careful that we just don't go looking, but we do have faith. Now, here's one thing. This will sound strange to you, but it's very good. When you do counseling and things are... Not well in people's lives. We've all been there. We all, we all need counsel a little bit. Turn to your neighbor and say, sometimes I need counseling. Go ahead and just do it. Come on, come on, come on. Am I right? How many, how many marriages need it tonight? Stand right now. We'll just start, take a little time and 
Pastor Dave's here. We'll together, we'll just do a little group thing right now. You ready? Maybe not. All right. Well, we do need counseling. But very often when I counsel, I will say to the individual, how's your faith? Uh, my faith's pretty weak. Okay. Well, then that's going to be a problem. Why is your faith weak, I would say? Well, I don't know. I just used to really, but I'm, I'm really having a hard time now. I'm not sure God's even in this, and I don't know what to do and whatever. Well, what do you think my next question is going to be? How much are you in what? In the Word. Well, I kind of got away from that. Don't have much time to really be in it. Really? Now, let's stop for a moment. Is there any connection between hardly any faith and not in the Word of God? Well, Sure. Some of you already turned me off. No, I'm serious. You've already told, oh, Pastor Mark, come on, come on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pay attention to what I just said. If you're not in the Word of God, then you're not going to understand the promises of God. You will not understand the character of God until you'll start doubting God, which is the main role of Satan. Two things. To doubt God and to doubt God's word. So I'm not talking about ritual being in the word. I mean being in the word, feeding yourself in the word. So that's why we do it. Sometimes it's so simple, but we all miss it. And it's very easy. Satan hates people of faith because they're mountain movers. And the way he stops it usually is simply lack of any kind of zeal in the Word of God. So God spoke to some of you already to get your quiet time going. Now, next thing is this, and I'll go through this quickly. Faith must be exercised or tested to grow. Faith simply must be exercised or tested to grow. Faith is a spiritual muscle. And God designed our lives with ventures of faith, stepping out. Some of us are a little more steppy-outy than others, but we all have that little thing where God's going to grow us. Life, life is the gymnasium of faith. That's where we do it. Now, notice, faith must be exercised or tested. Who is going to do that? Who's going to design those tests for you? God is. He's a loving Heavenly Father. He understands us. He knows how He made you versus somebody else. So He's going to give me tests that... He knows with his help I can pass. He's not going to give me something I couldn't pass with his help. He won't give it to me. Even some of the times there are trial, there are difficulty. First Corinthians. He won't give me more than I can handle with him helping me. He knows not to do that. So he's not out to defeat me. He's out to encourage me and strengthen me in my testing. Now, let's look at verse 2. This is what the ancients were commended for. The New King James says, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. So because these Old Testament people that we're going to study walked and lived by faith and not by sight, they pleased God. It was a good testimony. They pleased God. They received the approval of God. Now, you're going to see, one of the guys will get to it shortly, this whole series, look down at verse 6, this whole series is based on this premise. Look at verse 6. And without faith, it's what? Impossible to do what? To please God. Now, I know you want to please God, and I want to please God. So without faith, 
See, faith is dependence on him and then just stepping out when he says to do it. So these ventures of faith simply please God. So here's what you're going to write down. Living by faith, trusting him, his character, and his word. He is who he says he is. He'll do what he says he will do. It simply pleases God. That's, that's the life that he designed for us. He, by the way, when you get to heaven, will you need faith? You already know the way I question it. You don't need that. What if I said yes? What? Why won't you need faith? Because everything that you want to know about, you can what? See. It's right there. You won't need faith. I wonder if there is a Jesus. You can reach out and touch him. So that does away with faith. There's no need of dependence anymore because, again, we don't have that sin nature. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Now, when the writer wrote that, they didn't know anything about molecular world. Electrons and all those crazy things that we studied back in physics, remember? I don't like to go back there because I hated physics, so I just mentioned it to you. Let me read to you Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Psalm 33.6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Psalm 33.9. For he spoke... And it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. Now, I don't care what glasses you put on. Did what I just said to you make sense? That he spoke it, and it came to being. You can't wrap your arms around that. That's impossible. And so the world has picked up on that and come up with what? 1,343 different ways to look at it, all involving no God. But notice, read this verse again, verse 3. By faith we understand the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith we understand. Now, does that mean we blow our brains out? No. Some things that make sense. Actually, the longer we go, the more we understand how amazing it is. And yet we don't understand. So you either believe God's word, that this world was created by a creator and everything in it, which the Bible tells us, or you don't believe it. You were never set out to prove it. Never. And when the pastor gets to 11.6, you'll see the second part of it. Not only does faith please God, but we have to believe he is And he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I always put, for the agnostic and the atheist, there will always be a step of faith. And many people, scientists, will say, what? Well, I can't do that. Well, they do it every day anyway, in a million ways. But when it comes to the spiritual, it's not that they can't, they won't. So nobody was there when the world was created, and God said, this is how I did it. What's God's character? He cannot lie. So you either believe it, don't believe it. You can argue all day. There's just two ways. Either you believe it by faith or you don't believe it. Now, mankind thinks that they're there because of their ability. But understand, the world says this. Seeing is believing. But what does God say? 
No, believing is seeing. That's those glasses that we put on. When we step out, then we'll begin to see it. Now, let's head on over to 1 Kings chapter 17, where I ask you to go. 1 Kings chapter 17. And I want you to see as you get there, Elijah. When I begin thinking about faith, I like to, and, and this is not one of the guys that's spoken of through here. And so it's easy for us to take a look at Elijah. Now, remember, Elijah is a great Old Testament prophet who, a prophet, just simply spoke on behalf of God. That was their role. They were the go-between between God and the people. The nation of Israel was sinning. Ahab was a godless king. Married Jezebel, which was even worse. And God is going to bring some judgment through the word from Elijah. Now, Elijah is going to make a statement that you and I couldn't make any sense out of at all. Let's look at verse 1. Now, Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, King Ahab, as the Lord of God of Israel lives, can't prove it as he lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew, now figure this one, dew or rain for the next few years, except at my word. Elijah, to say that, Elijah had to have what? He had to have faith. Does he know how that's going to work? Do you know how that's going to work? No do? We might think, okay, rain, but no do? We don't understand that. So Elijah, through faith, he didn't have any physical evidence. You know, it's not like there's a big thing. A guy goes, okay, see, go over there, just turn it, Elijah, you got it. He had no evidence. He just says, that's it. See, faith believes God's promises without physical evidence. If there's physical evidence, there's no need for faith. Now, as we study this man, Elijah, and we don't have time to go through all of his life, obviously, but there's some good things. You'll see all these people. And for many of these people, our natural tendency is this. Yeah, but that was Abraham. And that was Moses. And that was... And, and this is Umi. Well, let me read to you, because I think it's encouraging. James 5.17. Elijah was a man just like us. And all the women go, oh, my goodness. He was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Now, sometimes Elijah, he's a man just like you and me. He's a woman just like you and me. Sometimes he was strong and he had great faith. Sometimes he was weak. If you study his life, he gets scared. He gets depressed. One time God asked him to meet him on the mountain and says, what are you doing up here? He was depressed. He lost faith. So understand that we're no different. We have the mountaintops, we have the valleys. That's why the small groups, 
That's the reason to be accountable. That's the reason to have somebody that has to speak into your life when you're going through a very difficult time. And Satan goes, where's your God? It ain't going to work. That's all fooey. Forget it. That's why we need people to go, no, no, I've been there. It's, it's going to be okay. Come on, let's get back to the word. What does God say? He's not against you. He's for you. This too will pass. In the morning, the sun will shine again. So that's the reason for this. Now, verse 2. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And you're going to hear me pound this into you. Is the word of the Lord coming to you? Hello? Yes, it is. I'm just the, the mouthpiece. The word of the Lord's coming to you. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. The more time we spend with God, the easier it is to hear him. Verse 3. Leave here. Turn eastward and hide in Kareth Ravine, east of Jordan. Now, why is he going to have to hide? Because Jezebel's going to come after him. When she hears what God said, she's angry. God knows it. Look at verse 4. You will drink from the brook, and I've ordered the ravens. This is not the Baltimore ravens. The ravens. <laughs> To feed you there. Now, when he gets to this brook, there's some things I want you to think about. When he gets there, it's a place of God's intimacy. All alone. Quiet enough for good two-way conversation. You and I need to make sure we're spending some time at the brook where it's quiet where you can think, you can allow the Spirit to speak to you. The brook was a place of God's protection. Really, Ahab is going to try to find him. He'll never find him. Why? Because God's protected him. This brook was a place of testing. You say, Pastor Mark, how can it be testing? He's got water, and the ravens are going to feed him. You'll see the test in a moment. And the brook was a place of God's provision. When we learned about the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread. It's the same God. He's speaking here. So God says to Elijah, I'm going to provide for you through the drought. Now, when God told him to go there, did he have any physical proof that it was going to happen? No, he had no physical proof. But he went there. He hoped it would happen, so what did he do? Look at verse 5. So he did what the Lord had told him. That's the faith that I'm talking about. When God speaks to us, and we know it's God, notice the rest of the verse, he went to Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan, and underline this in your Bible, and he stayed there. When God directed him there, he went by faith. Let me ask you a question. Why would anybody go by a brook in a drought? God, could you send me to a spring? No, you're going to a brook. Elijah doesn't ask. He just goes. Simple, radical obedience. See, that's the adventure we're talking about. There's steps of faith that are going to happen. 
So he went, he obeyed. No physical evidence. You're going to hear God say to do some things. When we started this church more than 20 years ago, we had no physical evidence that anything would happen. God just said to do it. I've also done things, and God said to do it, and I didn't do it. You've been there, haven't you? I missed it. I'm looking for more proof. No, just step out. Now, when you begin to see that, it's in your life too. It's not just about starting a church. Lord, help us. It's about a million things in your life that God wants to direct. Simply speaking to a neighbor as God opens the door. Now, look in verse 6. Remember what we talked about? Faith starts with believing in God's character, that he is who he says he is. Look at this. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Here's the faith key. You've already heard me say it, but I want you to write it down again. Notice this. Our all-powerful God can do what he says he can do. Now, do you understand how that worked? The brook is pretty easy. We'll see that in a moment. How about using a raven, which was an unclean animal, for a Jew? And by the way, we know historically ravens don't even take care of their own children. But here, God got him to do it. Now, we don't know what it means by bread and meat. There's lots of people, you know, there's all kinds of things, nuts and all kinds of things that he brought. Anyway, he came. Notice how God did this. And God does this often in our lives. He supplied the need naturally and supernaturally. What was the natural part? The brook. What would Elijah have to do if he wants some water? Just open his mouth, right? No, he's going to have to get down and what? Cup it and drink it. Sometimes we have to do when God provides. But how about the raven? He can't. How are you going to work that one? The raven comes. There's the food. Supernaturally by God. Now, I want you to understand this next key. Faith in God believes in miracles today. If you're here and you believe the day of miracles has ceased, then you're not going to be much of a person of faith. Because you're going to notice that God's ways are not our ways. God still does miracles today. You read the end of Mark chapter 16, and it says, These signs will follow them that believe. They still are following. Our God's a supernatural God. You say, well, that was the Old Testament. Yes, it was, but God's still doing it today. Now, how do I know all that? Notice. He's going to meet our needs, and however he meets them, I really don't know. You, you can't put God in a box. As you're working that mountain thing out in your life, as I'm doing that, you can't say, God, well, it needs to come this way. No, just relax. I mean, if he wants to deliver your next pizza by a raven, let him do it. And just enjoy it. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the importance of being able to believe whatever or whomever you're putting your faith in. You learned that the way you find out about God's character is to simply get to know Him. The way you get to know Him is through reading about Him in the Bible. Then you have to act on the promises that God's made to you. You have to work your faith. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will be finishing up this message, Faith That Pleases God. You'll hear more about the prophet Elijah, his tests and challenges to his faith. You'll learn how the stages of Elijah's isolation were beneficial to his faith. You'll find out the benefits of exercising your faith and some of the ways God honored Elijah's trust in him. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.